the 242nd. Welcome to 2020. Welcome back. All right. As usual, I am not on any kind of schedule. Just recording when I have a chance. Um, seeing a couple movies, talk about them. Hopefully you're doing well in this world. Um, I know the pandemic that's going around, the world is not over, even though people think it's perfectly okay to ignore all basic rules and just be the same assholes we were before. It's still there. Um, because people can't follow simple instructions. They think it's violating constitutional rights wearing a freaking mask. But anyway, enough of my complaining. I hope you're okay. Our family is doing okay. Um, just working, trying to... Got a couple of addictions myself. Um, a friend on Twitter, Brandon, had not. Um, he mentioned the, the word Rocket League, and I'd never tried it. So um, I downloaded it on my Xbox One, and that's now my new obsession. If you listen to this, look me up. My Epic Games handle, I'm also on Fortnite, is SI242. Um, on anything on Xbox Live, I'm the, it's the same handle. Uh, like, Rocket League's a pretty simple game. I mean, it's soccer with with cars and a big ball, and it's three-on-three, three, and it's, it's kind of fun. It's five-minute games. Um, just like Fortnite, people people want to pick on games, but the the nice thing about these kind of games, because they're both by Epic, Fortnite or Rocket League, is they don't take a lot of time to do. I mean, I love big games. Fallout's still my game, but it's a lot easier to take five minutes, twenty minutes. You know, you can play a couple quick games, and it's nice and easy. And hopefully, you can teach the younger generation. Um, good sportsmanship by not being rowdy assholes because it seems like a younger generation like to talk a lot of smack when they don't need to or they like to quit games if they're losing which is kind of a sore spot on me because even if I lose a game I don't care Um, I'm not going to quit the game I think that's bad sportsmanship in my opinion I mean everyone goes oh you have to be a winner well you also have to know how to lose Um, it's it's a daily struggle you know but anyways, hope you're doing okay. My friends in Canada, Ireland, anywhere in the United States, um, anywhere of the world, uh, hope you're doing okay. You can always hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm now also making TikToks. So you just look up the 242nd on any of those. If you know who you're listening to, my name is Simon. If you don't... Um, Hope you are doing well out there in this crazy land. Uh, I'll wander around here talking about a couple movies that I've got to see. I was probably the last person in the world now to see Just Mercy. Um, it came out with when George Floyd was killed. A lot of the uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, which they do, like I've said in previous ones. Uh, this movie was pushed out for free distribution all over the place. I finally had time to sit around because I, I don't want to. I don't want to halfway watch a good movie. I want to watch it all the way. I want to go fully depth in depth. Um, it stars, of course, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Fox. I did not know Brie Larson was in it. Um, I didn't. There was another name I was looking through this because there's a lot of people I recognize. Oh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, 
who will be in another movie I'll talk about in a bit. But if you don't know what it's about, well, I don't know where you're at. It is it's a it's a it's a a man who was falsely accused in Alabama, um, and he was put on death row. Um, Walter McMillan. This is based on a true story. In 1987, he was sentenced to die for a murder of an 18-year-old girl, even though he claimed he was innocent. Nobody wanted to believe it, even though evidence showed that he was innocent. And an attorney, Brian Stevenson, who had just graduated from Harvard, he heads to Alabama, and he decided this is what he wanted to do, which preached this is a wonderful thing. This is When I was younger, that's the only thing I wanted to do. I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't. I wanted to be a lawyer to help people. Because there, you know, I've been on the the end of the wrongly accused before, and I've had to defend myself. Not as something as serious as this, of course. This is a great story. This is um, some great acting. Jamie Fox is incredible. Um, Jamie is to me very under um, appreciated. I think. I know that they're talking about bringing him back in the new Spider-Man movie as Electro. They're going to have a Cross universe because Doctor Strange will be in it as well. Then they came out with the rumors of the other two Spider-Mans. But back to this movie, Just Mercy. If you haven't seen it, it is a great story. Take the time, watch it. I don't know if it's still free everywhere. I know it was free at Redbox. It was free on TV. It was free everywhere. And it's something. And this isn't just one movie though. There's a lot of these type of movies that you need to see that racism is still around. I mean, th- this was based in the 80s. I mean, racism is still around in the 2020s. Um, and you need to see how we can be better people. We can learn. I mean, let's stop sitting there and acting like there isn't such a thing because we don't see it. We Sometimes we don't see things because we, we put blinders on. Because we think our little world is perfect and we never step out of that bubble. Um this is one of those kind of movies you should push your friends onto and look around for other movies, movies and books based on the same matter. You know, I can't say it enough. I mean, just because we think and we hope because movies and TV show us different sides of society. And that's what it is. I think we get so bombarded by the way things look like they are. It's not the way they are. And it's not going to, take you a few minutes out of your day to actually look the other way and see that things aren't as green as you think they are. And, you know, especially as white people, we need to be better. And we just need to be fucking better. But just mercy. See it if you haven't. Um, It'll break your heart. The next one is... One my wife had picked out. It was on Netflix, Enola Holmes. It's got Millie Bobby Brown, who everyone knows and loves from Stranger Things. It's got Henry Cavill, Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. But they don't show a lot of Sherlock because it's basically about Enola, who is basically the younger sister of of uh, Sherlock and Mycroft, and and their their mom who is played by Helena Bonham Carter. Um, 
It's also got Burn Gorman, who I love. I just saw him in The Expanse. Um, you know him from the Torchwood show. It is, I think it's really, it's really good. Um, it kind of does a fourth wall thing where Enola talks to the, to the, to the people watching the movie. And some people didn't like it, I think, because of that. But it's like, hey, if Ferris Bueller can do it, why can't anybody do it? I mean, it's part of the story. It's interesting enough to keep you occupied. I think it's a good story. I don't know if this is based on books. Yeah, based upon the book, The Case of the Missing Marquise and Enola Holmes Mystery. So um, I think Millie Bobby Brown does a really good job in this. I mean, I, I loved her since Stranger Things, and I've seen her in a couple of things, including another movie that I'll bring up in a minute. But Enola Holmes, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, especially for a first. You could make a series of Enola Holmes, I think, on Netflix, and it would keep people interested. Instead of just showing always... Um, Sherlock, but I'm sure there's some, I don't know if the word's misogynists, who will sit there and say Sherlock's the only one who should be there, but, you know, whatever. That's not the way it works. Um, the next movie that I saw was one recommended by my friend Adam Neeson, who does Spit Roast Podcast, because I put it on Twitter, and he's the only one who responded. I said, what movies can I watch this m month during, uh, you know, Spooktober? It's, it's October, it's Spooktober. And he put Possum. I'd never heard of Possum before. Uh, I got Amazon Prime. I put it in there, and it was on Amazon Prime. It is a very unique movie. Um, it's got Sean Harris and Alan Armstrong, and Alan Armstrong's a British actor. They're both British actors. Um, it was written and directed by a guy named Matthew Holness. It is a very unique story that I... I'm kind of glad I didn't read the synopsis because it would have made sense then. But I'll tell you, it's a, uh, the synopsis basically. After returning to his childhood home, a disgraced children's puppeteer is forced to confront his wicked stepfather and the secrets that have tortured his entire life. If you didn't know that, you'd be very confused because it took me about two-thirds of the movie to figure that out. Um, because there's this puppet that I didn't think was a puppet. I didn't know what the hell it was. And if you watch, take time to watch it, it's it's a good movie. It will definitely keep your interest. The the sound editing, the soundtrack, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's dark, it's deep, it's mysterious. That's the kind of movies I like. It's kind of a slow burn and quirky. Uh, it's a nice, simple, low-budget British-Irish film. Excuse me, Adam. I don't, I don't exactly know. But I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, Possum 2018 like I said you can find it on Amazon Prime the next one I oh, was like okay he, he'd recommended another one but I didn't have it available to me because I don't have Shudder so I went still on Prime I went to the Lighthouse the Lighthouse came out last year this year sometime 2019 it says it stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe there's the basic two characters. It says it's got others, but they're not very... The meaning, you know, Robert Pattinson comes in there to... It's based in the 1890s, New England. There are um, lighthouse keepers that take shifts, like four-week shifts or something. And... Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... So Pattinson's character is a former lumberjack. 
and I'm trying to read this because somebody actually put a yeah for following four weeks of backbreaking work because Pattinson's like the helper and he has to do all the labor work and it kind of drives him crazy and and Defoe's character wants to drink and he kind of starts making Pattinson drink until they're both drunks on this island and then a storm rolls in and they're stuck there and nobody can come get them with the boats um and it's it's crazy weird I think they're drinking oil at one point I'm not really sure <laughs> but uh it's a beautifully the the cinematography beautiful black and white and the way they did it it makes it look totally old like it could be made in the old day you know in the old movie days in the 1950s it is um written by Robert Eggers um I think he did the Vavitch um not too entirely sure but it, it's a good movie it is strange um it'll keep you to the end and I'm not really sure if the end was the end when you get to it or if the entire movie was going through his head as it ended. Because I'm really kind of curious how it got to that single point. And without giving away too much. Um, the next movie I had sat down and put in. I've owned this since I think Black Friday last year. I bought it. Was Godzilla. King of the Monsters. Starring Kyle Chandler and Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, like I said once again, Cannon Watanabe. Um, and like I said, uh, um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. was in there. David Stratham, which, which I love from The Expanse. Um, it, uh, CC, CCH Pounder, I didn't know that was her name. Okay. It's it's a very decent movie. Um, it's kind of like I loved the reboot, I guess, of Godzilla, which Gareth Edwards, I think, with Aaron Taylor and Elizabeth Olsen, Brian Cranston did. Yeah, Gareth Edwards had directed that one. And it was kind of, and it had Ken Watanabe in there because it introduces the um, the um, Monarch company which Watanabe works for. But this is basically you know I think it's four or five years later after that movie, and Godzilla is went across the world and um, Chandler's family. And Millie's the daughter, Vera's the wife, and they had lost a child in the destruction of San Francisco. And the family fell apart. Basically, the mom became consumed with figuring out how to deal with these monsters because other monsters came out. You see all these other monsters that have gone around the world and and is destroying cities. And then you get... Um, Sorry, I'm reading too. Yeah, so you have Mothra, Rodin, and then you get the three-headed king, Ghidorah. It's interesting. It's visually beautifully. I mean, I think they took a lot of cues of how Gareth had 
had set up the way with his movie Monsters and Godzilla, how you could set up the way monsters look real instead of all CGI and separated. Um, this one is directed by Michael Doherty, and he wrote the screen play part of it. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Is it the greatest? Um, the human story is, is good. The effects are good. Um, some people love it. Maybe I would have liked it better if I saw it on IMAX. Um, wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. Like I said, I appreciate the, the first Godzilla because it was more intense. This was just all out action and you, uh, and you get to see the monsters. I mean, King Ghidorah is beautifully done. The fighting with him and Godzilla I mean, these are no men in rubber suits. These are fantastically crafted CGI. The way they're done, the scale. It, it's going to be interesting because they, they show you Kong. Well, they talk about Kong. But they also mention something in Wyoming, which I don't know why they mention that unless that's going to come to pass. We all know there's a Godzilla Kong. Um, I still haven't seen Skull Island. At the end of this, you see Skull Island a little bit. And you know that battle's going to be set up with Godzilla versus Kong. Um, it'll be interesting. But it, it'll keep your interest. Um, it's not bad. I, ju I, I guess I was hoping for more. Uh, maybe I just do that sometimes. I hope for more. But Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, the next movie is... Soul Station. And I'm trying to find this and I'm, maybe I'm misspelling Soul. I thought I spelled it right. But Soul Station is like a... If you've seen Train to Busan... Which is a fantastic zombie flick. Um, I love Train to Busan. It is perfectly intense. It drives the entire... Entire... And the little unique thing about Soul Station, besides being that, is, is the chattering teeth of the zombies. They have these wickedly chattering teeth, which freaks me out a little bit. Um... I'm having a little trouble to... I was looking for Peninsula. Because Peninsula is the upcoming sequel to Train to Busan. And it popped in Soul Station. And it's a, it's a prequel. It's where everything starts. It's, it's an anime. It's done by the same director who did Train to Busan... Um, sorry, like I said, and IMDB is not cooperating, because it's supposed to be on IMDB. Um, I have to go to Wikipedia. It was released the same year as Train to Busan. Um, 
it is fantastic as well. So if you've seen Train to Busan, then go see Soul Station. You can find it. I, I found it on Tubi. Um, I thought it was on IMDb Movies, but it might be somewhere else. But it's a prequel showing you how the zombie epidemic begins in South Korea. Um, it starts in Soul Station. It's got a disposable characters, but basically... It's like trying to be on it without spoiling anything. You have a couple of main ones, and then everything happens around them. Um, the story resolves around two main characters. Yeah. Sukai, who's a father who's searching for his runaway daughter, Hai Son. And, the, and you find out that she... You just have to watch it. I mean, she, she she's she's the main story, I think, Hyson. Um, she's a prostitute. And she's got a pimp who's not who is supposed to be a boyfriend, but turns out to be her pimp. And then you've got these other characters going around. Um, it deals with a homeless situation in Seoul. And all that. And like I said, start with Train to Pisan. If you haven't seen, seen Train to Pisan... It is on Netflix. It's fantastic. Then find Soul Station because it's a prequel. And you'll be just as impressed with this. Um, it is, it's a fantastic... The next one I saw... Is... Justice League Crisis on Two Words. It's an animated that I picked up for my son for like two bucks. I saw it in a antique mall, believe it or not, DVD. And it's um, it kind of fits in because we've been playing Lego villains, and this is basically follows them with a parallel Earth where you have the crime syndicate. And this one has Lex Luthor coming from that, where Lex Luthor's actually a good guy. And the Justice League over there is called the Crime Syndicate. And it's a cross between Earth and this this world. Um, it's got, like, William Baldwin, Mark Harmon, Chris Noth, James Woods, um, Bruce Davison, Brian Bloom. Just look, Nolan North, um... It says James Patrick Stewart, but it's got a pic of, picture of Mark Harmon. That's just funny. Um, you'll recognize a lot of voices here. Bruce Tim, Cedric Yarbrough. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good movie, especially for kids, because it's a cross between. I like I like Warner Brothers. They do some good animated, you know. So Justice League, Christ on Two Earths. Very decent, especially for the kids. I got picked it up for two bucks. So you can't go wrong there. And then yesterday, I years ago, I watched a movie that was on Netflix at the time called Rubber. And if you haven't seen Rubber, you need to. Rubber, to me, is a very unique film because um, if you like Ferris Bueller and Ferris or Deadpool, and they, they have the characters that break the fourth wall, as they call, and they talk to the audience directly, Rubber goes a little further and it involves the audience. And the unique thing about that is it's very much satire and wit. And it's based... Rubber is based on a killer tire. And when I heard that premise, I said, this is going to be the stupidest movie ever. How do you make a killer tire? 
And it's a killer tire named Robert, I think. But it is a truly unique film. Um, some people aren't going to like it, and that's okay. But same director, um, Quentin Dupio. He's a French director, I believe. But this, is, this came after. It's called a movie called Wrong, where Jake Plotnick, Jack Plotnick is the main character. It's got a got some some other people who pop their head in, like Todd Gebenham, which you'd know from a couple of things. Um, William Fickner is Master Chang. Um, you got. I'm trying to think of his name. I think it's Kevin James's brother, Gary Valentine, or cousin, or whatever. But it's called Wrong for a reason. I mean, it's based on a pla uh, on a story that the guy wakes up looking for his dog to feed the morning, and his dog's gone. Then you, everything that happens in this movie is wrong, and I think that's why they named it wrong. I'll read the see if this makes any sense. Dolph Springer wakes up one morning to realize he has lost the love of his life, his dog Paul. During his quest to get Paul and his life back, Dolph radically changes the lives of others. A pizza-delivering nymphomaniac, I don't think that's right, a jogging addict neighbor in search of completeness, an opportunistic French-Mexican gardener, and an off-kilter pet detective. In his journey to find Dolph, Dolph, Paul, Dolph may lose something even more vital, his mind. I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's a... You just have to see it. It's Everything is wrong. It has all the characters, like it said. You've got his gardener. You've got his neighbor across the street. You've got... William Fickner, who is Master Chang. You've got this detective who solves cases. And everything is wrong. Like, everyone makes wrong decisions. So it makes it very unique to me. It's... <laughs> You've got this cop who makes these comments. You're like, is that what he's thinking or what he's really saying? It's very unique. Um, I liked it because... It's some people I don't think get it, but that's okay. I see the meta score here. It's wonderfully and irreverent way wrong makes it clear that this reality is never to be trusted as anything more than a succession of strange moments that coalesce into an abstract representation of the subjectivity that traps us all. The essence of the new film, which challenges our perceptions through a series of compellingly ambiguous moments. I mean, it's like I said, it's unique. And don't take it seriously because it is wrong. But on that note, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, this is one of my days off. I'm trying to enjoy not getting too addicted to playing Rocket League. Um, trying to get stuff done around the house. Uh, trying not to look at TikTok too much. But don't be a stranger. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Plenty of places to find me. Facebook. Make a comment. If you have a movie suggestion, send it to me through one of those various places. I like watching movies, TV shows. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. I'll try to figure it out. I wouldn't mind doing interviews or something with people. But hope you have a wonderful day. Peace.